What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode 68 in the Summer of Whiskey Sessions podcast. B-Pimp, what is up with you? I'm ready to go. I love this summer. It's what a summer and a summer of whiskey sessions. You know what it's not a summer of? Tequila. You got that right. Yeah, I I don't I can't emphasize that enough. It's a summer of whiskey, certainly not tequila. Also not rum, not gin, but and definitely not vodka. But even more so, not tequila. It is definitely not the summer of tequila. No. But you know what? When, when we talk about summer, we talk about moving. We talk about getting outdoors and going places, doing weekend trips, doing day trips, doing longer trips than that. What's important is you're going places and there are ways to get there. So what we're doing for this top five list, it's a little bit different. We're talking about our top five modes of transportation. I've got a bunch. I found it actually harder to narrow down than I thought it would, but maybe maybe I feel that way as a transportation planner. How did you feel, B-Pimp, about this list? I feel pretty good. I feel like I've got some evangelizing to do on the behalf of certain modes of transportation. All I'm right. excited to talk about it. Uh, I am happy to hear it then. Uh, but before we get to our top five list, you have a whiskey to try. B-Pimp, what do you got for us? I went up to the air, the lovely Three Oaks, Michigan area and visited the Journeyman Distillery. Oh, hell yeah. And they have multiple spirits, many good whiskeys. I got one there, a uh, 750 milliliter bottle of Not a King whiskey. Not a King. And it's a handmade rye. It is 45% alcohol by volume, so 90 proof. It is, it says on the back, George Washington, unlike many in positions of leadership, was not motivated by power after the war for independence many suggested he become america's first king he rejected the notion of self-aggrandizement and instead fought for the sake of the american republic washington would become the father of the nation not a king and there is the inspiration for this whiskey i see that's where the name comes from okay i'm i'm curious to hear if this whiskey is a king or is not a king this is uh, written on with gold sharpie, batch number four, bottle number thirty-six thirty. Ooh! So I'm gonna pour a little bit of this on the rocks here. I'm a big fan of rye's; they're a little bit spicy, usually, um, very potent. So it's ninety proof, not the highest proof that you'll find in a whiskey, but it's definitely uh, substantial. No, it, it should have a good something to it. The smell is very strong. It's not like those um, those dishwater whiskeys we sometimes have where there's no smell to it. Right. I, I like a good smell in my whiskey. I kind of want to know what I'm getting. With this, what you're getting is very a very strong flavor. It's got that strong finish where you know you're drinking a rye um it's got multiple spicy notes to it um it sits on your tongue after you've after you've had a sip i did the old two sip test just to make sure but you gotta know for sure that 
That that's going on the smooth train firmly. Good to hear it. I what did you think about like the distillery in general? Oh, it was great. Um, we did the we did the tour, and after the tour, you get to taste eleven of their spirits. Uh, it's quite a formidable tasting, and you get to taste. I think there was probably six different variants of whiskey. They had two vodkas. They've got a gin, a rum. Uh, they've got like a, a cider. It's kind of like an apple liqueur almost. That oh. was delicious. And they've got another one that's it doesn't even have like a, a name to it. It's like uh, old country something. But everything we tried was delicious. And the tour was great. The place is really interesting. It was a beautiful day when we were there. We went and met Vodka Ron at Greenbush Brewery oh, yeah. afterwards. So, I mean, it was a great day, got some good whiskey, and can't say enough about it. I don't think I knew that they were rolling with that many different types of spirits. Oh, they got a ton. They didn't even give us all the whiskeys. Wow. Uh, I I definitely want to visit there. And next time I have an extended stay in the Chicagoland area. It's worth it. It's only about an hour and a half drive from Chicago. Is it? Is it along Lake Michigan? Or no? Yeah, it's just east of the lake. Um, you basically go right along the northern edge of Indiana, just north of Michigan City. It's right there. Okay, good to know. Uh, we, every so often, I don't know if we we will soon, but Maggie's family, they have a house up in Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan, which is way up on the Upper Peninsula. But it's good to know that there might be something to stop at on the way. I give it the highest recommendation. Good to know. All right. Another one for the smooth train. Uh, speaking of trains, we are talking about modes of transportation here on this podcast. Um, I don't know if there's anything else to say about it. People have their opinions about this for sure. Um, and I know we do as well, but let's get to it. These are our top five modes of transportation. More than four, less than six, it's the top five. All right, B-Pimp, my number five is the streetcar. So I, I'm not differentiating this from like a trolley. Um, and I say this as a transit planner. I'm not really sure what the difference is anyway. But I love me the slow going, smooth sailing, maybe kind of tourist based streetcar or trolley. We've certainly got them in San Francisco. Uh, I always like the really slow trolleys in New Orleans as well. I can think of a St. Charles as being a particularly slow streetcar. Um, but it's just just a Mosian vehicle. This is one that I'm embarrassed to say I didn't even think about. That's a great, great option. Yeah, the one... I mean, the San Francisco ones are actually pretty expensive, I mean, they're really not, like, you wouldn't use them probably for regular transportation. The one in New Orleans that I've been on is um, hilariously, like, I remember being passed by joggers. It was going so slow. And it just lost power at some point, too, which didn't totally make sense to me. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. They're just, like, fun to ride along. I hope, I think what's been one of the greatest disappointments of cities over the last, like, 60, 70 years is that a lot of cities in favor of cars have gotten rid of streetcars. Because tons of cities used to have these systems. But I want to bring them back. They are great. 
so to all cities out there, bring back your trolleys, bring back your streetcars, um, if you haven't yet. Uh, all right, B-Pimp, what's your number five? My number five is the Dastardly Car. Ooh, just missed my list. Yeah, I really wanted, I was really thinking and trying to get it off my list, but it is, I, I use it to go to work, I use it to go to anywhere that's nearby that I don't feel like I can walk or ride my bike to. Mm-hmm. It's. I feel like it's a necessary evil. Um, you can definitely get cars that are better for the environment than others, but overall I wish they would just be eliminated and we had other public transportation or other options, but... Unfortunately for now, it's my number five. Yeah, and I will say, like, some areas just don't have very good public transportation, and that's how it goes. Cars, I will say, like, blasting your stereo in a car, pretty fun. Yeah, I do that. Do, what? Uh, this is a good thing. Real quick, what, what is your feeling? Do you think it's obnoxious? Like, I love, when I'm, I'm really into a new rap album or something like that, I love to just play it, roll down all the windows, have the sunroof open just blast it it's so much fun is that okay or am i being a jerk i think it's okay it depends there's a certain level once you get to having like subwoofers in your car that are so powerful they like shake the ground then that's too much yeah i just have like a i have a 2009 hondo accord with the premium sound system so it's good enough to be like if you're in the car you're like oh this sounds better than a normal sound system but there is definitely no like over the top craziness to it so i feel okay from that angle yeah i think then you're fine it's it you know what if there are certain people that don't like it that's their problem close their windows yeah i should go around with a little I should come up with, like, a signal to tell them, you should close your windows. Yeah. As you come up to them, blasting your new Anderson Pock or whatever it is. Yeah, or the Beast Coast album I've been listening to. Ooh, nice. All right, my number four is a bus. So now, Maggie said that this was not high enough on my list, considering I am a bus scheduler. But I will say, I, I tried to put it higher, I just couldn't. I mean, a bus is a bus. I love them, but there's nothing that special about them. Articulated buses are cool when they got the accordion style, but that's about it. I mean, I like it, and I take them all the time, every day, but, you know, it's it's a bus. I'm embarrassed, embarrassed and emboldened to say that I didn't also have buses on my list, and it's two reasons. One, I never really have had too much occasion to take one, And one time that I did try to rely on a bus, which was in Chicago, going home from Mike Lampus' house by uh, UIC, the night I met you at Golden... What was it? Golden Bowl? Right by our house? No. Oh, Golden Nugget? Golden Nugget. That night when we met at like 6 in the morning, that was was because I walked for two hours (laughs) from UIC to the north side because the bus never showed up. So for that reason, I never had it. That's, hey, that's totally fair. Uh, so you were walking all the way up Halstead, I'm guessing? Walked north on Halstead for two hours. That could be worse. <laughs> but that's It not was idea. fun! Yeah. It's a great memory, and we got to have chili at Golden Nuggets, so I mean, it can't be that bad. No. Alright, uh, what is your, what is your number four, then? My number four is the aeroplane. Oh, that's interesting. I think I left 
planes off my list. I put it on because I've recently decided. So I've had a, a interesting history with planes. I've been. I have what you might call a fear of flying. Although I think I handle it better than a lot of people. Where it's more of an internal thing. Um, I don't freak out on the plane. I can handle it, but I'm not. A, you know, I'm just like, anxious about it. But in recent, in the recent times, uh, last year or so, I've had more. I've flown. I've had eight flights in the last year. Whoa. Whereas in the la in probably the last 25 years of my life, I had none. So I, I'm more and more getting accustomed to it. There's things I want to do that are, necessitate flying. I want to go out to visit you guys. I'm not going to drive. So I need to fly out there. It's a hell of a drive. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I would love to do it if I had the time, but I, I don't think I do. So I've got to fly and I want to go to like, I want to go to Europe. I want to go, I want to go see all these places in the world that I know I'm going to have to fly. So I'm becoming more and more accustomed to it. I do think that for long distance travel, there is something unique and interesting about the technology. So that's why I included it. No, I, and I'll say this for planes. They are fast. For <laughs> Yeah, and it's really interesting to track it on the flight. Like, you can see yeah. exactly where you're at. No, but all joking aside, I am particularly, like, proud that you've kind of, like, overcome this fear of flying. Because it's... I, I've, like, a lot of people have a massive fear of flying, and they don't try to address it and like the fact that you've had to do that many flights this year and just like meet it head on which i'm sure has not been that easy that's that's definitely something to commend no it's not easy but i will say that i think mine mine stemmed from unfamiliarity because i've only flown a lot when i was a kid and then also like i'm a big guy so it's just the way that planes are designed are not friendly to bigger people even just like tall people i'm sure you deal with it like there's no leg room and increasingly um, so yeah they just they're trying to pack as many people on as they can i understand from an economic standpoint but it's just not pleasant for a traveler but i'm losing weight every time i take a flight so every time i go i'm like okay i could see like if i keep losing weight like this won't be the worst thing in the world so it's 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 something that you know it's i know it's tough i was, I, I, I i empathize with people that have that fear but i'm trying to i'm trying to overcome it good i'm glad because you definitely got to make it out here and if you don't fly it's at least a three-day drive yeah it's something i would I, like like i said if i had the time where i could be like i could take three weeks off work and just mosey on out there and i would love to see the whole western united states but i just think that's why that's why another reason i included it is like for the ability to like get somewhere and be able to spend your time on your vacation there rather than the trip there it's so good yeah i i agree with that to a level that it almost seems ridiculous that i didn't include it on my list because i'm not sure how i would get to the places i've gotten to without it so i it's silly that I left it off my list, but good pick. Uh, all right, my number three is high-speed rail. So high-speed trains, um, by these, by this I mean like any train that goes about 200 miles an hour. So uh, Japan has certainly got them, I think probably the earliest example of them. And they've had their high-speed rail system for just about 50 years, which is crazy to me that they've had it for that long and we still don't have a system. One, double dip. Two, 
Isn't it more like 60 years? It might be closer to 60 at this point. They've had it for a long time. I've read about this a lot, and I feel like they had them in the early 60s. Yeah, you could be right. Um, but yeah, we took them, especially on our last trip, we took those a lot. We took the trains in Italy and France that go almost the same speed. Man, for getting around quick, high-speed rail is pretty great. I feel like, um, I mean, isn't a lot of the reason Japan heavily focused on it was because of just the way, the nature of the uh, the islands in the country? It just made more sense for them? I will say, like, yeah. It, 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 for both Japan and I, I would say Italy is the same way, um, and I'm sure there's a couple other countries like this, but, like, they, if you can do a lot of your transportation for your entire country on one corridor, then it it makes sense, just being long and narrow countries. The U.S. is certainly not like that. But it doesn't mean that we couldn't have some high-speed rail corridors. Oh, we should, absolutely. Yeah, like you and I, for, on the East and Coast. I feel like it's, oh, it's, like it's something to aspire to, but it's also interesting to me the way that like other countries have had this for so long and we're just like so woefully behind on it. I know, and just like any time we do like high speed rail plans there's some bullshit town or city that just wants to like stop them in their tracks uh, i know like springfield illinois was like they had a lot of arguments in the the chicago to st louis high speed plan that they weren't sure where they wanted their high speed rail tracks to go and it just all this stuff just gets like stuck um and slowed down and it's like how do how have we not built like a significant like great corridor system of high-speed rail in this country yet i don't get it two real quick things before we move on one is i've heard japan's high-speed rail is like no, super punctual and it's known for being like reliable to the minute oh hell yeah almost to the second to the set, yeah. And the other thing is, I noticed, like, one thing is, you mentioned this when I told you I was going to Denver, but, like, they have a train you have to take from the airport to downtown. Mm-hmm. So it kind of sucks that you're so far from downtown when you go to the airport. But I found that train was really reliable and very fast. So, I mean, there is definitely precedent in this country for if you know what you're doing and you know and you have the space and agreement from the towns and you can make a train that works, it, it is... Very convenient. Yeah, I I remember being in Denver with Maggie right before that train was finished. And I will say, without that train, that airport is, like, so far away. But I'm glad to hear that the train, like, really made that better. Well, it's a 40-minute train ride, but it tells you exactly where you are. And when we got off the train, we had a 10-minute walk to our place. And it was in downtown Denver. So, I mean, it is definitely functional for what they're trying to do. Oh, Nice. All right, my number two is walking. Double dip! Holy shit! Double, double dip! I, have we ever had a double, double dip? I don't think so. Oh my god, could this be the Whiskey Sessions first double, double dip? I was surprised. I felt like I almost put this in my list as, not a joke, but almost like a, a cheat. Because, I mean, obviously walking is a mode of transportation, but it's not something that, like, you think about necessarily. But here I would, we are. I would walk everywhere if I could. It's good for you, and it doesn't do any harm to the environment. 
Yeah, and I should have figured it, especially after you told your story of missing the bus and then walking up Halstead for several miles. You've done some like epically long walks in cities. They're they're so much fun. It's like you get to see everything that you miss when you're driving. Oh yeah. You you pay attention to it because it takes you so much longer to get by it, and you just notice it more. And it's the only way for me. Like I literally, if it was feasible to get everywhere by walking, that's all I would do. Yeah, I mean, I 100% agree with that. I love it when cities are like really dense with downtown areas where you can kind of get to everything by just walking. Like it's that's the best. Okay, my number one is ferry boat. Uh, I thought we might have a double, double, double dip. That would be amazing if we did. Sounds like we don't. But the reason I have ferries as my number one is, uh, especially being from Seattle, uh, Washington State has a really extensive ferry system because there's a lot of water and different islands and peninsulas to get to with ferries. And I just... I can't explain what it is, but just walking around a ferry, when I was a kid, the ferries would have like a couple of arcade games, and then have a good cafeteria, and then you could go outside and maybe feed a seagull a fry, who would be like flying alongside the, catching the wake of the ferry, um, and then you, they're just, they have everything, and they're great, and it's always fun to drive onto a ferry, and then drive off, if it's a car ferry especially. Um, but a lot of great memories. I love fairies. Yeah, when we were in New York uh, for my sister's graduation, Lisa, there was a one night where I, like, I was pooped and I went home and Lisa stayed out with my sister. And they took the Staten Island ferry and they had a bunch of pictures of it. It looked like a lot of fun. And I was bummed that I missed out. Yeah, I have, I think, been on the Staten Island ferry. I'm pretty sure I have been. Yeah, maybe I'm forgetting. Uh, but yeah, fairies, awesome. Uh, what's your number one? bicycle Ooh, i like it and it sounds like you've been biking more lately oh i love it i got a bike about a maybe a month a month and a half ago in my as part of my like getting in shape thing and the first time i rode it it was the first time in 20 years that i had been on a bike and the saying is true that it's like riding a bike because you all the basic functions is it's impossible to forget, mm-hmm. but I mean, you're sore. Like Holy I did like shit, a 15 yeah. minute bike ride and I was sore. If you haven't biked in a while, the first bike ride is rough. It's just your thighs. Like the motion you have, yeah. you're powering everything with your legs. I mean, it's like, it's like common sense, but it, you know, it's just when you go that long, it, it leaves you. And, and now that I've done it, I mean, I've been trying to go two or three times a week and I'm like, Within a month and a half, I feel like a kid again on this bike. It's the best exercise. I mean, it's so much fun. Like, on a nice day, you just... Like, I go out of my neighborhood for a half-hour bike ride. You get, like, a downhill, and you just get to coast down the hill. I feel like I'm losing 20 years off my life. It's just, like... In a good way, not in a bad way. Like, it just feels so free and, like, fun. It's... I cannot recommend it enough. Yeah, and, like... I'm realizing, too, in my adulthood that the the bike itself makes a pretty big difference. Like, for a while, I had actually used... Uh, Evie had sold me her bike, which was great and super nice. But it was like, you know, she's like maybe eight inches shorter than me. And <laughs> like, so I was dealing with this like mid-size to small bike for a long time. And I was really like, why don't I like biking more? And then I ended up buying pretty much the biggest bike I could find. 
uh, one of my last couple of years in Chicago, and I loved it. Like it fit. Yeah. Oh yeah, I went to um, I went to the bike local, you know, small business bike shop in Streamwood, and the owner was there, and he helped me. He's like, exa- he knew exactly what I needed. They custom cut the the handlebars. They give you like anything you want, and it's like. It's the perfect size. It's the best bike, especially like I'm a bigger guy. And he gave me, you know, I had to pay a little bit more, but he, you know, he recommended me a good model that works. And it's, it's so much fun. And we have a, we have like five or six trails by our house. It's like, I really wish I had done it 10 years ago. Like, that's how I feel about it. Nice. Well, good pick. Do you have any honorable mentions? No, that's it. All right. I, uh, I also like biking. Um, I need to do it more. Uh, my bike is collecting cobwebs right now, but I occasionally do the bike share in San Francisco. It's Ford go bike. It's funny that it's sponsored by Ford, but those work out pretty well. Canoeing planes, Metro rail. So stuff like the L and then cars, but I should have, I should have included a Metro rail cause I do, you know, the L gets probably some slack or whatever. And like, I know from city to city, it depends on, cause I've heard like horror stories about different cities public transit as far as like railway but the subway in new york is a dream so easy to get everywhere it's on time it's easy to navigate like those are it's extensive too yeah they're invaluable that is definitely the case all right um if you have modes of transportation that are your favorites that we didn't mention hit us up at at whiskey sessions that's our whiskey or that's our whiskey handle that's our twitter handle or Whiskey Sessions Music at gmail.com. That's our email address. And that's what we're going to do right now is get to your emails. These are your emails. You sent us emails to read. Emails! And now we'll read them. All right, B Pimp. I hate to say it, but it looks like the Tequila Aficionado uh, saga, if you could call it that, has not ended. So to catch our listener up, we heard from somebody named Alex Perez, the CEO of Tequila Aficionado, sending us a cease and desist letter to stop our podcast unless we called the podcast instead of Whiskey Sessions, we called it Tequila Sessions. Ridiculous idea number one. He contacted his lawyer, Dr. Sam Horicio, um, if I am getting remembering that name correctly, who sent us a cease and desist letter, but then retracted it, telling Alex that they didn't have much of a case. So Alex then suggested to us that we settle it on the basketball court, which is ridiculous idea number two, because they would get destroyed. Uh, And then since Alex has not only said, you know, it'd be great to settle it on the basketball court with his buddy, Mike Morales, uh, but sent us a, a meme kind of making fun of millennials. So the last email that we've gotten from this joke of a group, is from Mike Morales, who is supposed to be the guy that would team up with Alex to play us basketball. Uh, and he's responding to the meme that Alex sent, which you should check out on our last episode. And he says, Alex, you're a mad, you're a madman. That's why we love you. What are you drinking today? I'm sipping on TC Crafts today. Such a fresh smell to it. Always thinking of you, Mike Morales your nose for tequila. So at this point, we're like included on a thread that I feel like we shouldn't be any part of, and these people have wasted 
so much of our time and our listeners' time. It's really insulting um, that they think that we would care about what they have to say to each other. And that's all I really have to say about it. I agree. And to Alex Perez, Dr. Sam Haricio, and Mike Morales trying to waste our summer. And this is the summer of whiskey sessions, by the way. It's not it's the, the summer. It's the summer. And certainly not the summer of tequila aficionado. But you know what? I don't want to say let bygones be, guy, be bygones. But I think there is room for two podcasts in this world. Especially two podcasts that are about different liquors. Very different liquors. One's about a good one, and the other one is not. And there's also the fact that we do have to record our basketball game so we could publicly display our domination of them. I would 100% do that. Just an audio recording of a basketball game. No broadcasters. They just have to, like, sense from hearing our shouting and, like, the sound of a basketball hitting a rim how it's going. Do you think we could get Matt Gorley to do a Pistol Shrimp special? Oh my god, if we can get Matt Gorley, Matt McConville to record our basketball game that may or may not ever happen, that would be perfecto. If they could make this happen in about four months so I could lose just a little bit more weight and get back to my old heights of basketball perfection, I would be eternally grateful. We will be unstoppable. We'll be draining threes on them like Sam Perkins. That's right. Uh, we'll be Sam Perkins and Hersey Hawkins. That'll be our combo. Pretty much. I love it's it. It's like NBA Jam if it was good. Yeah. All right. Um, until next time, thank you for listening to the Whiskey Sessions podcast. We'll catch you on a future ep. If you'd like to email us, of course, you can do that at whiskeysessionsmusic at gmail.com. But be pimp. Do you have any words of wisdom to leave our listeners with? Don't mess with the big smooth. Do not mess with Big Smooth or the Hawk. You gotta feed the Hawk. Alright, this is Amets saying peace out. Beep him. Bye bye.